Um, happy Monday, everybody. It's Gabe. It's Caleb. And today we are joined by Kamar coming from the It's Relational podcast. Um, so big shout out to him for coming on. Uh, we're super excited to dive into this episode. Um, so if you want to uh, give a quick little introduction of who you are, uh, just so our audience kind of can catch up to speed. Yes, yes. Well, thank you, Caleb and Gabriel, for having me come on. Um, I appreciate it. I don't take it lightly. So again, my name is Kimura. I'm joined by my wife, Diani, just not on this episode. Uh, but normally we have our podcast together called It's Relational, where we go through, you know, relationship aspects. But we like to interview singles and couples and kind of hear their perspectives on relationships. So we do interview style. Uh, but the point behind it is just to show how relationships are, you know, very similar, but also drastically different and just, you know, using those principles and seeing how it can help in your personal relationship. So, you know, that's a little bit about us, but thank you again for having me come on. Awesome. Yeah, we're super excited. Um, and then for Kumar's audience as well, we can kind of give a little bit of introduction of ourselves. Um, so my name's Gabriel, Gabe, um, and we are co-hosts of the Positive Outlook podcast. Basically, we come on here um, with different uh, mental tactics or per, um, perspective changes, stuff like that. Just kind of help you guys change your outlook on life to to a more positive style. Yeah, we're basically just here to try and spread a little positivity, um, fill you guys in on some of the experiences that we've had, and uh, just kind of try and build a better mindset. Yeah. So it's going to be awesome to see these two topics tie into each other, and I'm excited for it. I know I am. Right. Yes, 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 definitely. Yeah. All right, Kamara, what are we talking about today? All right, so today's topic is really pivotal, really good, and I'm excited for it. With today's topic, we're going to be talking about the impact of the positive outlook in relationships, and we're going to get into all of that and just see how, you know, the encompasses, you know, everyday life, and we're going to see how it encompasses, you know, personal relationships, so it's going to be a doozy of an episode today. Awesome. I love it. I love it so much. Um, now, now, personally, because you're basically you guys, this whole platform is based on relationships. What, what is the impact of having a positive outlook in a relationship? Right. Great question. So I think with having the starting a romantic relationship, if you already go into a romantic relationship with the intention that it may not work out, you're already doomed to fail in the relationship. So the benefits of having that is, you know, seeing something that is, future wise, like something that the long view that you could see it happening or, you know, spanning, you know, one, two, three, you know, finite, infinite, you know, finite or infinite, if you want to say years. Um, but generally it's also good on the mentals, right? And when I say the mentals, when you think about it, if I'm fixated and constantly worried about, um, you know, what might be going on, what might be happening, it's going to negatively impact the relationship, you know, romantic relationship. So the goal is always to, you know, I guess you want to say like everybody thinks positive until unfortunately something negative happens. That would always be my goal um, in seeing with that relationship. So kind of to answer your question a little bit. Yeah. yeah, no, that's awesome. I like I like to make this analogy here because um, Caleb and I talk about a lot about goal setting, um, achieving milestones in our lives, stuff like that. And so I kind of, I see the connect where, um, you know, it's, it's a very superficial level, but how almost a relationship is like trying to achieve a goal. Right. And Ooh, yeah. so I want to twist this and shout out to Caleb talking about goals, stuff like that. Um, what are, what do you think are some, um, techniques or similar practices that you can see in a relationship along with chasing a goal? 
that's for me right yeah 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 that's for you okay okay um so i think that's awesome um so um basically when when you have a relationship i think it really does help to um almost over celebrate things um if that makes sense so when you hit a, a milestone when you hit an achievement um for example a lot of people called me called me dumb for celebrating my girlfriend and I's first month together, mm-hmm. right? It's, a month isn't a big deal, but for us, you know, it's one of our first relationships. It was a it was a milestone that we saw. Um, so I think you know, hitting these little milestones is a lot bigger of a deal than some people might think. And so I think it's awesome to kind of keep looking forward to it. Um, I don't think you should put too much stress or too much pressure on just the future, of course. So I'd say that's a big difference between goals and relationships. Um, just because I think it's, you know, with a goal, you're you're obsessed about it. You're always looking for it. You're getting those deadlines. You're, you're smashing those. But right. the biggest difference as well for that aspect is that you're, you're no longer by yourself. You are now working with another human being. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's, it's kind of important to, um, I think it's a cool way to compare it to goals, but you also have to be careful. Awesome. I love that. That was really good, Caleb. Um, and what I like to bring up there is that, that one, what you said is that you are no longer alone. It's not just you, you know, kind of in that race. It's you as a teammate. And kind of right. going into my next question for Kamar was um, what, what attributes in a relationship makes a couple a, g- a good pair of teammates? Wow, great question. And I think, uh, you know, I came off of a previous episode and this is something that, you know, we know, but it, it's kind of like not really, I guess, well known. So honestly, a lot of people say in relationship, what a good attribute is communication. We all can say that, you know, to a blue in the face. However, the caveat to communication would truly be the comprehension outside of the communication. Because a lot of times, yes, communication, communication, but if the person is not comprehending, what we're communicating, you are speaking to a wall and you're not getting anywhere, um, you know, you're not getting anything accomplished. So truly what I would say, one of the major things that I've learned personally, uh, me and my wife married, you know, over, we're going to be eight years this August, but what we've learned is communication. Yes. But the part two is the comprehension. There's no point of me describing my feelings as she's not getting it. There's no point of her describing you know, what she's going through if I'm not truly getting it. So that's one of the the, the two major attributes I'd kind of want to, you know, touch on me personally. Uh, I'm curious what you may have um, in mind, Gabe. Well, first of all, that was awesome. That was a, that was a big truth bomb. Um, you, you do hear a lot about um, communication does, um, you know, it, it is one of the most important qualities in a relationship, but the comprehension, comprehension outside of the communication um, is just like that little icing to the cake that, that makes it so important and kind of really and, oh, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, I just wanted to throw in before we like keep moving with it. Um, that's huge because in public speaking, we are taught that when you are talking to an audience, you have to remember that you're talking to a different person that has different connections with things that you say. So the input of what you say is going to be taken differently by anybody that listens to it. They're all going to have different perspectives. So that's, that's actually awesome that you were, saying that i just wanted to throw that in there (laughs) um and so now to um you know i think i think at the end of that you kind of asked me what i think would be um a good characteristic for a relationship will make some good teammates um now communication is obviously like it's a go-to it's a great one um 
So it, it's tough because that was going to be my answer. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so um, spinning it now, I would say um, kind of like the willingness to learn. Um, so being being open-minded to each other's practices. Um, so how you, how you live your life, what you do in your day-to-day, um, how schedules line up, stuff like that. Just the willingness to learn each other and kind of um, become like that symbiotic relationship, I guess. All right. Yeah. Good answer. Thank you. And also, congratulations on almost eight years. That is that is awesome. Um, and yes. I, I want to. I had another question um, that that uh, is. I I, I want to hear from you know almost an eight year long marriage. Um, now, when it comes to arguments, because obviously every single relationship is going to have um, certain times where you guys just butt heads, where you just don't get along. Um, and uh, I I do have to ask, what um, do you learn from the arguments? Like, what is something you can always kind of take a step back and learn or take away from? Well, I've learned for me personally, or for us personally, when you have that breaking or broken point where, you know, you're already over the edge, what I found is we still have to be extremely mindful of what we're saying at that moment. Because, um, not to correlate the two, but, you know, a heated argument is kind of, you're getting the same feelings as somebody who is, you know, inebriated, Right. And so it's unfiltered, but you can't take it back, regardless of how many times you say sorry. So what I've learned for me is, and I don't know if it's a skill or ability, but I'm able to like know what I'm thinking or doing during an argument. So like I can hold back certain words like, oh, you know, I, I can actually say this, but don't. So it's just being really cognizant of what you're saying during that argument. But what's probably even better is, you know, during an argument, nobody's really listening to each other. We're just yelling to see who's louder, who's louder. Mm-hmm. What I find for me um, is really helpful. Um, sometimes I have to just walk away. Like, you know what? I just need some time and just walk away and let that kind of cool down on its own because we're never going to win an argument. Like, it, it's not a winning battle. So, yes, we're going to disagree. But if we can't get to a point where we're not hearing each other and comprehending, we have to just take a break from each other. So that's what me and my wife personally do. If we're not hearing from each other and comprehending, just say, you know what, I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take a step outside, only of your room. But you know, you do your best to do that as politely as possible because you're not thinking to be polite during an argument. It's just like Correct. my point. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's kind of what we've learned and helped us um, so much, especially in like the, the latter of our marriage, our first couple of years. Oof, two dogs fighting. That's awesome though, that, that you can um, kind of make that, uh, I guess, draw that line um, as you continue and go through the experiences of it um, and, and, you know, be able to understand that when you are in the moment, things you're saying, you know, you're just, you're just speaking to be mean, you know, so um, being able to take that step back and comprehend the situation is, is so important. And you brought up, um, and earlier in this episode, um, you brought up how important communication is. Um, and outside of that is the comprehension of the communication. Now, I feel like when we speak, when we're upset, when we're speaking to a significant other, we aren't comprehending um, in the moment. It's that, that comprehension comes later, and that's what continues to draw on the argument. Um, because as you can see, like when, when couples are fighting, you know, most of the time, they don't even know what they're upset about. But it's that I feel like it's most of the time, it's like that subconscious comprehension of what happened last argument. And then the one before that and the one before that. And so it's kind of like a snowball effect where you're just always mad at each other all the time. So um, do you have any advice to kind of like uh, to come back from that? 
do I do? I actually wanted to pivot really quick and ask, you know, Sir Caleb, um, kind of a similar, the similar question. I know he's at the time of this recording, you know, fresh with his relationship, but have you guys experienced that, um, you know, argument or large disagreement? Um, and what was kind of like both of y'all take when it came to the argument? So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, um, we, we've definitely had a couple here and there. It's nothing major yet. Um, cause we're coming on four months here soon. Um, mm -hmm. so still really fresh, but, um, I actually, now that you mention it, that's kind of something we do. So I wish I could do it as, as skillfully as you have. Um, we don't always step away when we should. Um, but whenever we're, we're done with whatever we're arguing about or disagree about, um, once, once we've kind of settled down and we're ready to actually open up and listen to each other, we, we've actually been really good at making sure we do that. You know, we try mm -hmm. not to let anything stay unresolved if we can right. help it. Um, there's always something that you're just going to have to agree to disagree on. But for most things, we, we, once we're calmed down, once we're steady, we're just like, okay, this is what I was trying to say. Either it came off wrong or I said it wrong and right. you know, it just it set it off. So that's, that's kind of what we go for usually. Good, good. I, I forgot to mention that too, which is a good point. The recap after the uh, argument. So I guess you want to say like the aftermath where everybody's cool. It's like, all right, this is what I was truly trying to say. Please don't take it the wrong way. So I think that recap is also vital instead of, um, I think it's a, maybe it's an older generation thing where they get into an argument and they cool off, but then they go back like everything is normal. Don't necessarily address what they were arguing about. Unless it's mm -hmm. something that it's a, a long-winded discussion, um, but usually it's kind of like, "Oh, you want dinner? Yes, I'll get this for you." And then they kind of mosey on to their everyday um, activity. So the recap is is vital, absolutely vital. Right. So um, yeah. So yeah, and then and then like I was, uh, you know, previous I, I asked uh, for those kind of relationships when you're arguing, arguing, arguing. And then you cool down and then you guys just discuss the recap of it so it's important to have that recap so is that kind of like your suggestion towards preventing um kind of like that snowballing and continuing continuing arguing 100 100 because unresolved issues will continue to be unresolved it doesn't just wither away just because we no longer speak about it it's going to permanently stay there until we are mature enough to address it sometimes we don't want to be mature enough to address it but we need to because we don't need to go to, let's say, bed, or we don't need to go to our respective locations with an unresolved issue because it's going to be a burden on the mind for the rest of the day. So that recap after an argument politely, not starting another argument, is so key, so key. So I'm so glad um, Caleb had threw that in there because that was something I definitely missed uh, to, uh, to mention. Now, now, to you, Kumar, how important is the word sorry? <laughs> uh, wow, what a question. Yeah. Sorry is, um, sorry can be a, a very interesting one, um, and it needs to be sincere. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like it goes to the notion of, you know, I love you, um, going into that. Like some people just say love you, or, you know, Italy, like they give you the acronym, um, but I'm sorry kind of comes from a place where it's like, I know I hurt you, I apologize, and I'm sorry. It's truly acknowledging that person's feelings. 
And I think that's key. And you can't get those. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, it has to be one of those. Hey, look, I, I, I'm truly sorry for what happened. I didn't mean it to go that way. And that's it. Um, but again, context of it is always what matters. So again, I, I can't just take, hey, Caleb, yeah, you know, sorry. Hey, Gabe, sorry for what happened. Like, I feel like it needs to be a little bit more structured and thought out and more, you know, conversation. Look, so-and-so happened and I am sorry. I apologize. For me, I feel like both are coupled together. I'm sorry and I apologize. Yes, they mean the same thing, but for me personally, I say I feel like it has a stronger effect mentioning both. Yeah. Um, Gabe, what do you think about you know the word sorry? I yeah, so I mean it depends on how you say it, right? So it's yeah. like uh, it's like oh, you know sorry, you know sorry that you feel that way, uh, you know. So there's there's definitely there you can there there can be a twist to it. So there can be the sarcasm behind it, there can be the literal meaning of it. Um, but I think the most important part is the follow-up of the action. Um, so mm. you can you can apologize all you want, um, but if you're going to be a habitual offender of whatever you're apologizing for, like my mom always said growing up, she's like, if you were sorry, you'd stop doing it. Because um, I would always, uh, you know, whether it be like um, just, just doing something to make her mad or like annoy her. And then she would yell at me and it's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, she's like, you're not sorry. Or, yeah, if you were really sorry, you'd stop doing it. And so I think it's... Right the follow-up of the action that really implements the meaning of an apology. That's very valid. That's very valid. I didn't think of that because there are, I think kids have this notion too when they're young. Oh, they do something wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just like second nature for them to say. So the follow-up after the action is a good uh, point to mention. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's definitely, uh, it's awesome. You know, just like uh, the difference between just verbalizing something and then the action of doing it. And just like the the different effect it can cause, and in the power right. of them combined, so right, um, right. Now twisting into um, another question, um, when it comes to having a partner, so now this is either for um, you, Kamar, or you, Caleb. Uh, when it comes to your partner, um, why is it important to have something to be grateful for every day? <laughs> I guess I'll take the floor first, um, being that I'm already here with uh, my relationship. So, honestly, every, you know, every day we wake up is already, you know, something to be grateful for. But having that significant other um, on a daily, regardless of the trials and tribulation, the ills and the battles that we go through, is something to be very grateful for. And on a daily, because... Sometimes we get to a point of complacency with a relationship and we take them for granted, right? So the simple things of, oh, she, you know, picks up my um, shirt from the floor or something of the store. Always, those little things always should add up and just with the appreciation of always, you know, thank you for doing this. Even though we overlook it because it's kind of like, I have you already. I don't need to do much. Um, but Every day, finding that grateful moment of having that significant other is another way to show your appreciation. It kind of gets a little bit into, like, for me, the way I'm thinking about it, it kind of gets a little bit into, like, the five love languages, almost, where if you can kind of touch in on that person's love language, especially if they're words of affirmation, and just on a daily, oh, you know, just thank you for washing the dishes. You know, it's like, it's such a minute task, but you're thanking me for something that, you know, I could be taken for granted. Um, so I, I think truly just finding a daily gratefulness for that person is ideal. 
And I think it just helps sustain and keep the relationship positive because the world, we can all admit it, the world is throwing negative at us. No matter which way we put it, social media, as much as we try to force our algorithm to give us only the positive, we're still going to find a way to sleep in the negative. So we have to inundate ourselves and also our significant others with as much positive to try to drown out the negative. Um, a quick analogy I would get, get into when it comes to you know, the great of us just throwing in so much positivity. Um, I think of um, negativity like weeds, right? The weeds that grow from the ground. You can never, ever truly get rid of, rid of the weeds. You can pluck it. You can try not to, you know, you can do anything. So only thing you can do is just keep it at bay. But if you let it wild out, you'll see how you have a bush of weeds. And they grow out of nothing, which is amazing. Mother Mother Nature is amazing. Fact. Especially seeing like weeds grow from like bridges and stuff. I'm like, yeah. how? But anyway, um, the point of it is you can never get rid of the weeds. Only thing you could do is keep it at bay, dilute it, or let it run rapid. And I feel that showing your gratefulness every day to your significant other is, in fact, helping to keep the negative at bay because they already go through negative in their day. Uh, we do as well. So we got to, you know, help each other out. So a little bit of a short answer. I mean, short question, long answer. Yeah, I loved it. That was awesome. Uh, um, so I'd kind of like to kind of piggyback off of that. And also, Gabe, you were talking about how, um, you know, relationships can be compared to like goals, right? Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. I think that's that's awesome. Like one way to tie it all together, you know, whether it's mental health, whether it's trying to be successful, whether it's trying to accomplish something, whether it's a healthy relationship. I think what what Kamar said was huge. Complacency is always the enemy. And that's that's just a common fact for every each of those like sections. Right. Um, because if if someone, you know, it's a lot of people, I, I think from what I've um, personally observed, um, a lot of people will put all of the effort into getting that girl or partner or whoever it is. And once they have them, they're like, yep, I already got you. But if that's how like success worked, Gabe, when you set a goal, do you just work your butt off to accomplish it and then stop there? The rest of your life is all set. Nothing fails like success. Exactly. So I think it's just, it's awesome. I thought that was a great point is just complacency has to be your number one enemy. Because, you know, think back to a time, maybe for someone who's been married for almost eight years, it's a little more difficult. Um, but think about how much better that person has made your life. You know, it's right. something super simple, but it's it's such a big part of it, I think. Boom. Absolutely. One thing I wanted to kind of touch back on was the rela seeing relationships as a goal. And one thing I've learned in the countless books that I've read is always begin with the end in mind, right? Uh, what is the end? Everybody's end is different. But if your end is, um, let's say, marriage, if you will, theoretically, if your end is marriage, you know, you want to start by working backwards. How do you work backwards? With marriage, obviously, it has to come with engagement. But what comes with engagement is a lot of communication, a lot of, you know, family gathers, getting to know the potential in-laws and so on and so forth. So, Beginning with the end in mind with your goal. Your goal is to, because in my opinion, when you get in a relationship, you're not getting a relationship to say, hey, this is my girlfriend, this is my boyfriend. You're getting in a relationship for a purpose of betterment for you two, I hope, and I I, 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 I pray that's your direction. Um, but you're getting in it for the benefit, for both you to be uh, beneficial from it. So 
the goal aspect of a relationship was just so key. And I was like, yeah, you know, begin with the end in mind, end in mind, marriage and kids. Got to work backwards from that. And how do you work backwards? One step at a time. And, you know, obviously then you get to the beginning. But with the end in mind, it's always going to be something that will help you persevere. So going back to complacency, all right, why am I with this 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 individual? All we're going to do is argue. No, but outside of arguing, we're really in sync. Like our, our synergy is amazing. So we need to figure out how to bypass this because the end is our, you know, getting to the marriage point is walking down the aisle, if you will. So I kind of wanted to touch on that because that relationship as a whole was, I, I never truly thought of it like that. So that's, that's a good perspective. Um, and then I know this is kind of um, compared to what you just said is a little bit out of left field, but I wanted to jump way back to the apology thing. Um, I think even working something small like that, where you have the end goal in mind will help with the comprehension of the communication. Because mm -hmm. if, if you're no longer thinking, how do I say, sorry, you're thinking, how do I let them know? How would they, you know, think like, okay, he's saying, sorry, but how, how would they take it sincerely? If you, if you approach your apology with that approach, I think that you're going to get a lot farther and then follow up with the actions like Gabe said. And uh, I, ju I just wanted to throw that in there because I was thinking it and then we just, the conversation was rolling, but. <laughs> oh, you got to nail that. Good point. Yeah. That was awesome. Um, now, now tying it into um, a book I once read, it's called The Compound Effect. Um, oh, yes. I, I don't know, you've heard of it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so um, one thing that they bring up in that book is um, there was, Actually, I don't even know if it was that book, but it was the same principle. Um, you know, a gentleman's failing marriage um, and how they, him and his wife just weren't getting along. You know, they, they always were bickering at each other, yada, yada. He decided it was, you know, time to, time to make a change in his life because, um, you know, with a, with a failing relationship, it's not always just we're incompatible. Maybe it's I have stuff going on in my life that I need to touch up and, you know, they have something going on in their life. They need to touch up before we can care for each other, right? Um, so... But one thing that, that he did in the book was um, the start of Thanksgiving, he bought a book with 365 pages in it. And every single day, um, he wrote down something that he was grateful for in his significant other. And so that's actually where this question came from. Um, but so every single day, he wrote down something he was grateful for. And on Thanksgiving of the next year, um, read the whole, the whole book to his wife. And, um, ever since then, like their, their relationship, it was a true story. I can't remember what the guy's name was, but, um, their relationship was just like booming from there and they never had any more problem. You know, obviously it's not, it's not always like the perfect story, but, um, for, for the literature, when they were writing in the book, they have to dramatize it. So it was, uh, right. it was a perfect story, you know, they were, but their, their relationship improved tenfold. Um, and so I think just having gratitude for your partner is so important. Right, right. So you leaned into something that um, is very pivotal for me, my wife. Um, my wife. Uh, as you can probably see uh, behind me, I have a bookshelf. Um, those aren't textbooks. Those are, you know, as we like to probably say, like personal development books or just, you know, self-help books. Because uh, we've really understood the point and the power of reading. And again, the positives that it has on a relationship. So what we've learned personally is, I can kind of coach my wife through things, right? She may not resonate or she not may not get it. But if she reads, for instance, my favorite book of all time, Magic of Thinking Big, um, if she reads that book, it's going to speak to her personally where I can never like truly get to that point. So I think, you know, reading, 
you know, self-help books or, you know, just positive books is very beneficial for the relationship because it truly speaks to you personally and it's going to yell at you and who you're going to be mad at the book well you purchase the book so you're going to throw the book you, you have to throw it at yourself if that's the case um but i think books like you know truly help with when it comes to the positive outlook and just generally for relationships because it speaks to you differently it's a different type of mentorship it's self-mentorship if you will um in my opinion yeah i love that um, yeah. now, now, personal question for you, Kamar. Um, when it came to developing the podcast, what was the inspiration? Why did you guys start it? <laughs> uh, this is a funny question because um, it was honestly kind of a whim. Um, so truly what happened was, you know, I was doing an overnight job at the time. And I had a, a friend of mine who had launched his own podcast financial podcast, financial literacy. And I said, you know, if he's doing it, I can do this. But the problem when you, you want to start your own podcast is always, what am I going to talk about, right? Like, there's so many things you could talk about, but you want to talk about a, a topic that, one, you can stretch out for, let's say, starting off 50 episodes, 100 episodes, 200 episodes. So I was like, man, what can I talk about? I know I'm well-rounded in so many different subjects, but what can I do where, at this point, I can add my life in there? So at that point, I said, oh, hey, we went through trial and tribulation. We are high school sweethearts. We got married at 21. You know, we can use maybe our story and also hear from other couples' story and create that into a podcast. And that's how we became 48 episodes in uh, with our podcast, you know, just saying, talking about relationships on a whole. And that's kind of truly how it was born. So on a whim, just overnight hearing somebody's podcast and saying, if you can do it, I can do it. Literally how it, how it came about. Awesome. I love that. That's awesome. How did you guys come about with yours? Man. Yeah. Was, yeah, go ahead. I'm going to let Caleb explain this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so I kind of had this idea for this podcast um, a while ago, like way before I even met Gabe. Um, I was just kind of like, just a seed of an idea. Like, I'd, I'd like to talk about it. I've I went through a whole mindset training program. I wanted to share this knowledge for people, have it available um, without having to pay a boatload of money just to learn it. Um, and so then I kind of tucked it away, just kind of on the back burner for a long time. And then I kind of had like this kind of pitfall from this happy place to this really not so happy place. Um, and then, so that's when I started hitting the gym and I ran into Gabe and um, just talking to him, we kind of, we slowly started building this like energy and just instantly had this, like, I, I mean, I just, we talked about everything. I mean, we'd hit yeah. the gym and then talk for like hours afterwards about, yeah. you know, where we used to be mentally, where we fell, how to get back up and just over and over again. And so then I like instantly, he said he wanted to be a motivational speaker. And I was like, do you want to join a podcast with me? Let's, let's run this. And so um, he actually really helped me get the ball rolling and like, we got equipment and we just started popping out episodes like immediately. We didn't even have like this big plan. We just wanted to get creating and get inspiring for people. Nice. Nice. Very similar to us. We just had just started recording or did something off of Amazon. Just hit the road. <laughs> yeah. We like, we like to quote uh, ready, fire, aim. So when you have an idea in mind, um, it's most important to act on it right away or else you're just never going to. And then once you act on it, kind of aim from there to see which direction you want to go. 
100%. I, I, I agree with that. It goes back to another thing I read in another book. Not that this is necessarily a fear, but um, action cures fear. Um, if you're fearing to do something, just take the action, the leap of faith, and boom, there you are. And, you know, look at you guys now. So I, I just wanted to kind of touch on that. So, you know, for the listeners on, you know, for It's Relational, where are you guys currently locating your, uh, your age, and your career background because i we didn't get to touch on that yet yeah so um i'm currently 22. um i work a full-time sales job selling uh cell phones for verizon um <laughs> and then outside of that i'm a realtor um so my girlfriend and i we have a, a real estate team together uh here in town um and then i also do the podcast so nice so that's nice. what i do and i am 19 years old um I'm currently at a sales job selling knives, which sounds crazy, but it's actually a lot of fun. Um, and then I'm currently in school to be, uh, I'm in aviation, so I want to be a pilot eventually. Um, and then the podcast is my number one goal slash dream. Um, right. So yeah. Right, 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 right. So that being said, where are you guys located? Michigan. We're in North oh. Michigan. Yeah. Okay. Um, a little are you guys like... Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, we're in a little town called Gaylord. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, we're like, we're like right here. So, if you look at the hand, yeah, that's how we do it in Michigan. Um, so this is the hand of Michigan. We're like right there. So. Oh wow! Wow. What's like a major city that's nearby? <laughs> One that you've heard. Uh, of. <laughs> Maybe probably you, Detroit. Have you ever heard of Detroit? <laughs> that's, that's that's the only. That's about three um, and a half hours south, yeah. Because you've, you've probably never heard of Traverse City, have you? No. no. Have you heard of Grand Rapids? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. About, I mean, it's about equal distance from Detroit yeah. to Grand Rapids. Like, we're in the middle of nowhere. Ooh, ooh. What about Mackinac? Have you heard of Mackinac? I've heard of the name before, yeah. We're, we're like 50 minutes away from Mackinac, south. Is, are you guys close to, uh, what's the name of it, Ada, Michigan? Is that anywhere... Here. I think that's south a bit. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying. I was trying to. I, I know a little couple places here and there. So. Yeah. And I, I know we touched touched a little bit on it for you. You're from New York. Um, yes. So uh, where are you at in New York? So me and my wife currently reside in Queens, New York. Um, so, you know, New York City is comprised of boroughs. It's five. Um, we're in the Queens area. Uh, we really love it. We used to live in the Bronx, but we moved to Queens. Um, we moved about five, six years ago. Probably one of the greatest moves ever. Um, it's one of those, we moved out of our comfort zone because everybody was in the Bronx. Uh, the family, the friends, you know, everything, the comfortability. We didn't take that huge leap of faith that would leave, um, you know, like New York in, in total. But, you know, leaving like our, let's say, hometown was much already it was already kind of very nerve-wracking because like oh we don't know anybody in this neighborhood and we can't walk on block and see a friend so you know that's where we are in here in, in Queens. Yeah. um yeah that's awesome new york's always yeah. one of the it's one of the places i, I definitely want to visit sometime so i've got a a vision board right up to my left here and one of my uh, i have a travel section and one of them is going to new york on new year's eve so oh okay okay i will give you the very biggest heads up ever mm -hmm. uh, but you're from michigan so it may not be a fact to you 
for some reason, New Year's Eve is just um, brutally cold. If you ever kind of like go watch the ball drop, yeah, it's, for some reason it's just brutally cold like that day always every year. Um, so, but I, I've heard you guys may get uh, the cold is probably more brutal there. I, I don't know. Sometimes we sit Depends the on the winter. For, yeah. Sometimes we'll sit in the negatives for a couple of days, but. Oh, then you'll be fine after that's great. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be fine after that's great. Yeah. Um, but also for your listeners, too. Um, so I'm 29 years young. I am 30 in November. My wife is, she just 20, turned 29 in um, July. So for, for the signs, people who care about the astrology, she's a cancer. And I am a Scorpio, just for those who, you know, kind of care about those things. I, yeah. I just always get told, oh, you're a Scorpio. I'm like, yes. What does that mean? <laughs> you're a Scorpio. Okay, yeah. thanks. Yeah. November, <laughs> November what? What's the date? November 2nd. Oh, okay. Yeah. My girlfriend's on the 16th, so. so oh, mine's, on, mine's on the 9th, so it, it oh, gaps out. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Hey, what is your birthday, Gabe? Uh, I'm, I'm 5-25, May 25th. I know a lot of people go hard about these um these zodiac signs. Like it's it's almost like it's more religion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah seriously. Does that, make, does that what does that make you a cancer too? Then Caleb. No, I'm a I'm a Virgo. I'm oh, okay. September twentieth. Oh yeah. yeah yeah okay yeah. I've I've been told that I've I've actually had someone have a first impression of me hearing my my sign and they like weren't a fan of me just because i was a virgo i was like i don't Ridiculous. okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so I, I try not to pay attention to it but i do know i'm a virgo that's about it though <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah kamar do you have anything else uh anything of importance that you think uh, would be awesome to add into t- today's episode no i think we hit a lot of good points um, one thing I probably would ask is, is, is you know, relational, if you will. Um, so Gabe, how long are you and your girlfriend together now? Yeah, we've been together for 15 months, so just over a year. Mm-hmm. 15 months, okay, yeah. okay. Obviously, the long-term goal is to stay together, Correct. um, and be together, right? Um, so what would you say then, kind of getting in back into our topic a little bit, but this kind of probably could be the final question. What would you say bringing positive, you know, aspects to your relationship has done for you guys? Like yeah. bringing positive attributes, um, what has it done for you guys in your relationship? I think it's, it's really helped us become um, a team. It's helped us become uh, kind of like two unstoppable objects. Like I said, we, we've created a real estate team together. Um, and with having the strong foundation of becoming a team uh, outside of even real estate, just a team of who we are in, in our relationship um, has allowed us to build a strong foundation of trust. And without that trust, I don't think we're, we'd be where we are um, because it was long distance for a majority of our first, uh, first couple months in the relationship. Um, but we were able to, so, so we met in the summer, so we met in, um, June and we were together until she had to leave for school. And then she was at school for, um, 
the whole next semester. Um, and so kind of only knowing each other for a couple months and then her going to a, a big university, you know, there's, there's always those, those questionable thoughts you have in mind and the doubts and everything. Um, but it was through communication and us being able to learn to trust each other and become a solid team. Uh, that's, that's how we got to where we are today. Nice, nice, nice. I'm glad you mentioned the team aspect because uh, what a lot of people don't realize, once you get into, um, you know, obviously a relationship, but once the relationship spans into, you know, business aspect, you guys go from, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend to business partners real quick. Yeah. So you have to know which hat to put on for the situation. Sometimes you got to wear multiple hats because you have to be boyfriend and business partner, but you have to know which one supersedes. Right. Um, so I'm glad you mentioned that. And I'm, I'm very happy that you guys have created a team together, you know, internally and also, you know, you know, the realtor team too. That's cool. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. We love it. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Caleb, do you have uh, anything else you want to add to this one? Um, well, one, I just think it's funny. So Gabe and I actually have reverse situations. Um, I met my girlfriend at school and then we went long distance over this summer. Um, so it's just kind of funny how that's flip flopped. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, it's, it's just, you just got to give it a try. I was, I was super scared to the idea of having a relationship. You know, this is my first more serious relationship. Right. Um, and it's it's a scary thing sometimes, making a commitment, making that jump from just kind of talking to, wow, she's, she's my girlfriend now. Right. And it's, you know, just try to take it seriously, but don't take it too seriously. You know, there's going to be times where one of you messes up or whatever happens, you know, you just got to try to keep that positive outlook by, you know, looking to the possibilities of the future, um, but making sure you focus on what's right in front of you at the same time. Awesome. Beautifully said, Caleb. So, Thank you. Um, yeah. So I think, uh, I think I want to give a big shout out to you, Kamar, for coming on today. We appreciate it so much, man. Um, you gave me a lot of awesome points. Uh, I wrote down quite a few. Um, so you gave us a lot of good knowledge. I hope the viewers also gained a lot from this episode. And I just want to give you a, a, a big thank you for coming on today. Right, Seriously. right. Well, thank you both for obviously, you know, doing this collab collaboration here too. Uh, what One major thing too, where can, you know, the audience find you guys? Like what platforms can they find you? Social media, like let's get into that because, you know, I'm sure people want to hear more as I did when I first heard you guys. Yeah, so... Uh, Pretty much our, our main platform is YouTube. Um, and then from YouTube, we basically direct from there. So um, come to YouTube because we are we are mainly a video podcast. Um, and then you get to see all of our, our beautiful faces. So uh, if you come over to, to YouTube um, and all of our links, if you just want to listen to the audio only, um, it's going to be a link to our Spotify, a link to our Apple podcast. And then um, also our Instagrams are on there. So if you guys ever want to reach out to us, have any questions, stuff like that, you can definitely do that. Oh, yep. And then awesome. we also have a TikTok. We... we work on sometimes <laughs> <laughs> yeah it sounds like me <laughs> and then, and yeah and then same thing for you kamar where 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 would you like uh people to go and check you guys out at so funny enough you said tiktok i'm like i, I forget i have tiktok sometimes because i even have the not notifications muted so yep. get it <laughs> um but you know i'm primarily heavily um, on video based podcast um recently just transitioned into youtube but we can be found on Spotify, you know, Apple Podcasts, Google Cast, Stitcher, um, Radio Republic, a lot of different avenues where you know you find your audio podcasting pleasure. 
Uh, we're listed there as Interrelational The Podcast. And on YouTube, we're listed as Interrelational Podcast. And same thing with Instagram. Uh, but only thing different is it's interrelational.co. Um, but we're all here. And the same as them, you know, we're always here to take in, you know, maybe a new guest or also perspective. Um, you know, we're always here for that because everybody's perspective is always so drastically different. There's 7 billion people in the world. I'm probably lowballing that number. But right everybody's perspective is different. Yeah. So we're always here for it. Yeah, definitely. Awesome, man. Once again, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate it tons. Yes, Seriously, yes, yes. Likewise, this, likewise. Yeah. Awesome. This is our second collab of the year, so we're glad it was uh, with It's Relational. It's awesome. Yeah. Yes, yes. It was a positive outlook. Yeah. And uh, it's all <laughs> – <laughs> I appreciate it. And then to, uh, to all the viewers, um, thank you guys so much for watching. We appreciate every single one of you. You guys know that. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe, and we will see you next week.